Now, your weekly dose of inspiration, inspiration. Perspiration. perspiration, and just the right amount of bull defecation. <laughs> the Get You Some Radio Show, with your host, the Vice President of Making Shit Happen, Terry Lancaster. Yum, yum, come get you some. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Get You Some Radio Show. Of course, I am Terry Lancaster, and on today's show, my guest, Stacy Brown Randall, is a referral expert. Now, if you saw if you saw the show graphic coming in, you saw her. This is actually her number three rule in her seven, seven deadly sins about referrals. But the number three rule is thou shalt not pay for referrals. That's number three. And yes, for those in the car business, that does include bird dog fees. Thou shalt not pay for referrals. But Stacy goes even further. Her number one rule, number one, is don't even ask. Don't ask for referrals. Don't pay for referrals and start getting more. I'm going to talk to her in just a minute about how that, how that happens. But I, I come back to a common theme. It keeps coming. Every, everyone I talk to on the Get You Some radio show, I, uh, I have these common themes that keep coming back around and around and around. And the theme uh, this week is gratitude. Even from Stacey Brown Randall, the way to get more referrals is to be more grateful, to quit asking for referrals and start rewarding the referrals. Start thanking people for the referrals that you have. So show more gratitude. So I'm going to start with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Thank you so much for watching the show. And thank you especially, thank you especially for the great couple of weeks I've had. We, uh, we released our new book about two and one half weeks ago today as I'm recording this. Two and a half weeks ago, we released Unstuck. 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. We released it two and a half weeks ago, and for the last two and a half weeks, it has been a number one new release in its category on Amazon. That is absolutely, absolutely mind-boggling. I, I, I didn't know that was something that could even happen. Two and a half weeks as a number one new release, so thank you so much for doing that, for picking up the book, uh, for, for, for reading the book and for watching the show, for all the support everyone out there has been showing to me. I do really honestly appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to click on the button up above my head. If you're watching at my website, if you're watching anywhere else, go to terrylancaster.tv. Click on the big red button up above my head there. Hit the subscribe button. So, uh, so you don't miss an episode, and so that you can be the subscriber of the week, the subscriber of this week, uh, subscriber of the week this week. I want to send you a copy of our number one bestseller, our number one new release, Unstuck: Ten Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. I'm going to send that to you as my way of saying thanks for everything that you do. We'll be right back right after this with Stacy Brown Randall. Being the boss is fun. Taking your ideas, turning them into something new, and watching it grow. Oh, it's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun, until it's not. Most businesses reach a point where good ideas, common sense, and hard work just aren't enough anymore. They get stuck. Now, it's time to get unstuck. Unstuck 10 Proven Strategies for Breaking Through the Barriers to Small Business Growth. Get your copy today and get unstuck. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Welcome back to the Get You Some Studios. I'm Terry Lancaster in here today with Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy is from Growth by Referrals, and she is here to tell us 
how to get more referrals, how to build our business, how to sell more stuff, how to make more money through the use of referrals. But uh, I'm going to introduce the controversy before I even get to her. I know we have a lot, we have a lot of car salespeople in here that, that, that watch the show every week and, and car people love their bird dog fees. But Stacy says you should never, ever, ever pay for a referral. But I'm going to let her tell you that after she tells you about herself. Stacy, how you doing? I am doing great, Terry. Thank you for having me today. I am. I am super excited to have you on here. I think we're going to have, have a great show. Tell us about yourself and how you became uh, this uh, uh, an expert on referrals. I know you you went through a business failure, and you said you can't you can't be a business owner till you've had a business failure. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 interesting. I am a much more successful business owner because I went through a business failure. But I wouldn't wish this on, that on anybody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like, if you don't have to go through it, please don't. Like, yeah. that would it would be better. Um, but I did hear somebody once say that you're a better business owner after you go through a failure. And I would agree with that. I think I'm better now after the failure, but I think if you can help anyone from avoiding it, that's key piece too. But you know, I am where I am today, building this business that I have, helping other people figure out how to generate referrals and do it differently than they've ever been taught before, which is how to generate referrals without asking. I believe that you should not ask for referrals. And, but I'm here teaching this and doing this kind of stuff today because to your point, I had a business that failed a number of years ago, and I knew if I ever had a chance to go back out on my own and be a business owner again and have that second chance and leave that corporate job I had to take in between business failure number one and starting business number two, I knew that I was going to have to figure out a way to generate business and generate it in a way that was going to work for me. And when I looked back at my first business and I kind of unpacked, well, how did I generate the clients I did actually have? And I had some big name clients. Like I was, it was a consulting firm and I had clients like KPMG, BDO, another large accounting firm, um, Snyder's Lance. This was Lance before they became Snyder's Lance, the city of Charlotte, which is of course where I am. Yeah. And then obviously like Coca-Cola bottling consolidated, like some big name companies. You would have thought that business was doing really well. And from the outside looking in, it probably looked like it was, but I hadn't figured out a way to generate to generate clients in a way or generate business in a way that was going to work for me. And I'm not going to cold call. I mean, I can do it and I've done it. I don't think I'm very good at it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to cold call. I'm not going to stalk people on LinkedIn. I'm not going to pound the payments and, you know, pound all the networking events and eat a rubber chicken lunch and dinner every day of the week. <laughs> I just had to figure out a different way to do it. That was going to work for me. And to make this business successful, it was sheer necessity because I cannot go through another business failure. Yeah. It's just, it is not in the cards. And I wouldn't want, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But, you know, it's financially painful. It's mentally and emotionally draining, but it takes a huge blow to your ego. And so, you know, that's obviously for all those reasons combined. It's one of the reasons why I was like, okay, how are you going to do this? How are you going to bring in business? What is this going to look like? How are you going to make this work? And referrals was the one that kind of bubbled up to the top. But all the advice was, well, if you want to go ask, and if you won't ask, then you've got head trash. Yeah. And I just think that's bogus. And so, but I didn't know any better because that's all that's been taught for decades, like 30, 40 years, all the books out there, they have a chapter or the entire book is written on how to generate them, which is through asking and the scripts that you use. And from an asking perspective, and I was like, there has got to be another way. And so when I started my business, my coaching, my coaching practice, I was like, okay, let's generate referrals. Let's see what's at the heart of referrals relationships. Okay. You can do that. Well, let's see if you can generate referrals and let's do it without asking. And I did. And in my first year as a business coach, not like I had a 10 year reputation of a business coach, I generated over a hundred referrals. It was 112 to be exact. And it was 
all because I had figured out a system, which is now what I teach other people, but I figured out a system, how to generate referrals and unpacked where do they truly come from, what truly has to be there. And then I put that system, that plan, that process, whatever you want to call it, that strategy into place. And then I work it every year and every year since I've generated triple digit referrals. But what's even better is when my clients have like better success than me or whatever their success looks like, then they're having that great success too. And that's really kind of how I've evolved to where I am today. So let, let's talk about the where do referrals come from? So referrals come from relationships, period. Yeah. yeah. Nobody refers you because you ask them to. They just don't. Now, you may have a relationship with that referral source and they may care about you and they may want to help you succeed, right? But at the end of the day, a referral, if it has the right ingredients, right? If it has the right pieces, it has a connection that is made and it has a need that's been identified. So when I ask you, hey, Terry, who do you know who should be working with me? right? Yes, you probably can make a personal connection to people for me. And the easiest way that's done is over email, right? Connecting us both on one email and right, making that connection happen. But I'm not going to be interested in talking or that person won't be interested in talking to me if there's not a need. Mm -hmm. There's got to be a need. And so when you get a true referral, not word, not a warm lead, not word of mouth buzz and not an introduction, but a true referral, understanding that definition is important. That's why referrals can be closed quickly. They are, they are, you know, less price sensitive and they walk in the door already valuing what you do because someone told them, I trust this person and you should go work with them. And so referrals come from relationships. And so our job, if we want to generate more referrals and consistent from a volume perspective, if we want to generate more, then we have to make sure we understand that referrals come from relationships and relationships are only built through ongoing connections or what I refer to as touch points that helps keep us top of mind. Mm -hmm. And so we have to build that out based on some basic principles that we follow, but that's the philosophy. A referral only works, meaning it's easy to close, right? And for your top value, because they show up already trusting you because somebody else said, trust them. And the need had already been identified for you. You just had to figure out if you were the right fit. And that's why referrals are so valuable, but it's for whatever reason, it's just not taught in that way. And so it's taught to say, well, if you want them, ask. Well, if you ask, it's like you're cold calling me and nobody likes that. Yeah. So, so it's, it's kind of like, like a funnel. There's, there's, there's the, the word of mouth buzz. There's, a, there's an introduction and, uh, and there's, then there's the referral. What was, what was the, there was a fourth one. What was the other? Well, so uh, warm lead. So warm, warm lead, lead, word of mouth buzz, introduction, and then referral. And most people think all of those are a referral. Mm -hmm. But if I kind of walked through and unpacked the different definitions of each, you would notice that in all of those, they are missing a connection or the need or both. So like a warm introduction is me saying, hey, Terry, um, company XYZ down the street really needs your services. The contact is Tom and here's Tom's number. Give him a call. Right. Truth is, that's just a warm lead. There's nothing that says Tom is expecting my call or wants my call. And we have no idea that Tom knows that he needs what I do. <laughs> you right. think he needs it. That doesn't mean he knows that he needs it. Yeah. Right. So it's just a lead. It's warm. It's better than cold, but it's still warm. Yeah. And word of mouth buzz is, is, Hey, Terry, were your ears burning last week? Cause I was talking about you talking to who about yeah. what, for what yeah. reason. Right. So we're missing that connection and we're missing, like, I know you're, if you're talking about me, there's probably a need, but I don't know to whom. So I'm missing the personal connection. And then an introduction always has the personal connection because it's like, hey, Terry, meet Stacy. Stacy, meet Terry. You guys should know each other. But there's no identified need. Mm -hmm. So why are we going to meet? Is this because I need another friend in my network? Yeah. Or is it because that person's identified that you or I have a need and there's a reason for us to talk to each other?
And that's the difference. Yeah. So how, how do you narrow it down and get more people to, to, to refer? How, how, how do you, how do you, how do you connect with people who had that need with people who need that need? Is that what? Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it, right. It's kind of like a tongue twister, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the truth is, is when you're looking at it from that perspective, we first have to identify who are our referral sources now. And there are a lot of people who I work with that don't have any. And so we're like, okay, we're starting from scratch. Who should be referring you? Clients are always easy. If you have a sticky client experience and people are willing to talk about you and refer people to you, you probably have about 30% of your clients that are probably built to refer. Like it's something that they would be willing to do if you could nudge them along without asking them and turning them off. Mm -hmm. And so from that perspective, it's knowing, okay, so who is referring me now and who should be, but it's not just clients. It's also our centers of influence. Our centers of influence can also refer us. They're the people who don't do work with us, right? So they don't know exactly what it looks like to work with us, but they know the people who need us. Mm -hmm. And so it's building up a base of those people. And you know, most people, yeah, you're going to have between 10, maybe 20, maybe 30 referral sources. But if each of them were referring you a couple of year, you can see how quickly you can get to a hundred referral sources or referrals in a year. Most people don't need that many. Most people need like a solid 12. I'd say it's kind of like that dozen range. Maybe it's a two dozen range of people who refer you. You, ha you have to do the work though. You have to identify who that is. Easiest way to do it. Easiest action step to take is we'll sit down with your list of clients in the past and figure out where they came from. And any of those clients that came through a referral, boom, there's your referral source. Mm -hmm. Then we can build a way to develop a relationship in a way that you can manage it because nobody has time to email someone every week, a brand new article that I think you'd be interested in that right. nobody's interested in right. or that phone call to you every month to say, how's things going? I don't know what else to talk about because I call you every month. Nobody wants that either, but there is a way to build out a relationship where you can be memorable and meaningful. And I'm not talking about your newsletter you send every month that nobody's opening anyway. We'd like to think they're all opening it, but they're not, right? My mom reads mine. Well, and my parents read mine. Yeah. <laughs> right, even though mine's extremely sporadic on purpose because I know nobody opens it. Um, so, but the reality of it is, is that we need to figure out a way to get past the easy silver bullet automation, somebody else do it for me approach if we are truly serious about referrals because we have to build relationships with these people. And I don't mean you have to see them every month. I don't mean you have to do a touch point every month. But what I mean is you better be memorable and meaningful and you better figure out what it looks like to use the right language. And that's, I tell everybody, my secret sauce is the language that I tell folks to use when they're building these experiences, these relationships with their referral sources, because that's the way we plant the seeds. So we never have to ask. And so it's kind of these pieces coming together to work. You just have to know who. And then what to do. So I know who to do it for. Now, what am I going to do? Then what am I going to say? Mm -hmm. And then am I making sure I'm doing enough to stay top of mind? Yeah. And, and the words are the seeds. So you just, I mean, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're basically talking about subliminally, subliminally <laughs> to, uh, to, to, to refer you. So you're not asking them to refer to you, but you're making yourself referable. You're making yourself easy to refer and uh, you're, you're making, you're giving yourself, built by building the relationship, you have a top of mind awareness so that when their opportunity does come to refer someone, right. you know, so what, what's, what are the words? What's the seed that you plant? Well, that's not the language that I give away. That's, <laughs> secret. that's what you got to buy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that's the piece you have to buy. But you know, I will tell you this, 
it, it always has a couple of, of the same information or the same pieces of language within the language that we would use. And the reality of it is, is like you said, like doing it kind of subliminally, like indirectly, mm -hmm. it is extent that it's a hundred percent genuine. Right. And that's the difference that I think most people are like, Oh, what's what are the ninja mind tricks? I'm going to work mm -hmm. on people and what language do I say to make them agree with me before they've agreed with me? Like it's not that stuff. It's none of that stuff. That's not genuine. That's not authentic. And so for me, when I look at that stuff, it's always making sure that you thank them. Mm -hmm. Thank them for what they've done for your business. Thank them for the referrals you've received in the past. And then there's some key components that we want to weave into that after we've thanked them that kind of just plant the seed that, you know, and we don't say we're open for business or open for referrals or the greatest compliment you can give me as a referral. All that is overdone, overused. Take it off your email signature. If that's what the only thing anyone in here listening for us today <laughs> does. Listening, watching your show. If that's the only thing they do, take that off your email signature. Because the truth is, is that it's not, it's not necessarily the repetition, the repetition of how you say it, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's being meaningful and it's being memorable and meaningful and then weaving in the right language for the moment. Mm -hmm. And so actually in my online program, when people go through it or they work with me one-on-one -on -one in a VIP day, there's, there's a whole module. There's a whole section just based on the language, just based on what I refer to as kind of like the scripting. Mm -hmm. And there's like, you know, 11 and there's, I'm always adding new ones there right now. There's 11 different scripts that we use that we have to know how to use mm -hmm. that we're using in the right way. But there's always that overview of kind of like, it always starts from being genuine and authentic and thanking them. And then we weave in the rest of the stuff we need to kind of plant the seed, but never asking. Well, my, uh, my magic ingredient for almost everything is gratitude. If you start there and come yes. to the place of gratitude, I mean, yes. everything else will kind of fall in place. So that's my, that, that, that's my secret sauce. So, okay. Now, now for the, now, now for the, uh, the, the, the jinky part, the, uh, now, now for the controversy, do not pay for leads. Do not ever pay for me for referrals. Do not pay for referrals. Never pay for referrals. Don't do it. No bird dog feet. Are you kidding me? <laughs> So, okay, here's the thing that I would say to the person who's like blood has just started to boil, right? Yeah. Or they're just, they're maybe deciding that they're not enjoying this interview as much anymore, <laughs> listening to it and watching it. So here's what I always tell folks. I'm not ever interested in breaking anything that's working for you. But mm -hmm. here's what I do know that happens when you ask for a referral or when you pay for a referral, excuse me. But it's the same thing. When you pay for a referral, it's the same thing when you ask for a referral. You have immediately commoditized our relationship. You've made it about money. You've made it about you. Mm -hmm. You've made it about what I'm going to receive if I refer to you. And remember, a true referral that you can close quickly and easily and at a higher dollar amount is because the person has a need. I can't manufacture this stuff. I can't make this stuff up. So I can't pay you for it and you go out and find the person who has the need, right? It's gotta, it's gotta be real. Mm -hmm. Now, I do know in some industries, right, that paying for the referral is very customary and the client knows it. The person being referred knows it. you're probably paying somebody who referred them to you. It's the same thing in the real estate agent mm -hmm. industry, right? If another realtor refers you to another agent, you know you are going to, that agent's going to receive a, a kickback out of the commission if you mm -hmm. buy a house or sell your house, right? So I know that there are areas where it happens. All I'm saying is that if you've ever paid attention to the number of people you paid for a referral and looked at that list, they all kind of represent a certain type of person. And they're the certain type of person that wants to be paid for doing your work mm -hmm. because that is effectively what you're asking them to do. They're doing your work. Most of us want to refer you because we think someone has a need and you're the right person to solve it. And I've got my own work to do. I don't need to be doing your work too. 
And so that's what I think that people are, you know, mostly paying attention to when it comes to paying for a referral. If it's working for you, fine, do it, right? I think you will get more if you stop asking and you start rewarding and you start paying attention and building relationships with people and letting them know that they matter to you. Maybe it's through the cards that you write or the small gifts or the things that you think about from them. And that's all in the system and stuff that I build. But at the end of the day, I think you can get more when you stop asking and when you stop paying because you make it more genuine. And if you don't tell someone that you're getting, that you're paying for that referral, it actually, if the person finds out, it actually makes them wonder, are you even the right person for me? And do I even trust you? Because now I just realized that it wasn't my buddy helping me because I had a problem. It was my buddy making a buck off yeah. of me because yeah. I have a problem. So um, referrals and let, let's kind of shift it, not 180 degrees, but 45 degrees. Referrals and reviews, those two kind of go hand in hand a lot of time. So does any of this apply for for reviews or is that an entirely different different thing, getting, getting the reviews? So it's different, right? So, you know, if you're asking for testimonial or an online review or something like that of your business, that's co completely customary for you to ask for um, because people are kind of expecting it. But, yeah. Because I don't, I only have to do something for myself, right? It's my experience. I'm writing about it. I can choose to do it or not choose to do it. The minute we put another human in the dynamic and we create a triangle versus just, you know, a back and forth, we create a triangle by bringing somebody else in that is then going to trust me to decide to work with you. Then we've entered a whole other realm of that relationship that I have with that person and protecting that relationship I have with that person who may or may not need your service. And then you protecting the relationship you have with me as say the referral source. So, you know, I just spoke to an organization the other week and the person emailed me and she was like, Oh my gosh, this was amazing. It was the best training we've ever had. I said, Hey, do you mind putting that in a couple sentences and let me use it? And she's like, of course. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that testimonial that asking for a review, granted the best come unsolicited, let's be honest, but it is different when we go asking or paying for a referral because now there's another person involved and it takes on another level of meaning and what it looks like. It's not just me saying, yes, I told you I had a great experience and now I'm going to go write it somewhere mm -hmm. that I had a great experience. All right. So my, my, my promise for everyone who watches and listens is that we're going to go away with one action step. One thing yeah. that you can leave the show today and start doing, and maybe you can do it, you know, on a regular basis to start selling more stuff, making more money, improving your business, improving your life. So, so Stacy, what's yours? Give us one action step that we can walk away today and get started on. Will you let me give two? Two. Two's the limit. Yes. Okay. Since two's you, the limit. They're good ask, and they're easy. Right since, now. <laughs> since I asked so nicely, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's the first one. The first thing I always tell folks, if you want to start figuring out what referrals looks like for you, you need to sit down. You need to figure out who your referral sources are now. You should always know your who, just like you should know your business numbers. You should always know who's referring you. It's extremely important to understand who your referral sources are because if you're going to do anything for them, well, you got to know who you're going to do it for. Right. Then we figure out what you're going to do from that perspective. So the idea there is, is no identify the who, who are your referral sources? It's the first step in my five step program that I walk people through is identifying the who. The second thing I would say that you've got to do is always, always, always take a moment and write a thank you note for each referral received. That email and that phone call don't count. While they're quick and people appreciate them, what they really resonate with and what they remember long-term is that thank you note you wrote because nobody gets mail anymore. Nobody gets thanked anymore. And so if you can always, if you just do those two things, know who refers you and then always thank them when you receive a referral by a handwritten note, you're gonna position yourself in a much better way to be generating more referrals. Now, I think if you wanna serve, you know, 
turbocharge that and get more and be consistent and get more years to come. You know, that's what I would tell someone to go through my five-step program for. But just those two things, that is the easy thing to do to just kind of see what this looks like for you. And if you want to go further, then there's obviously ways to do that. But know who and always think. Now your five-step program, I've, I've, I've gone through that then. That's just, the, that's the, the, the email program that everyone can sign up for? No, that's different. So that's the five-day challenge. Five-day challenge. That's what mm-hmm. I'm looking for. So That's the five-day challenge. It's a five-day challenge to jumpstart your referrals. It's what I do to have people understand that you can do this, mm-hmm. right? You can do this. And then after the five-day jumpstart, if the people who want to know, okay, what comes next, then I introduce them to my program, my online program or my VIP days. And that's the two things you pay for. Right. Um, whether you want the online one or you want to just have me do it with you and we spend four hours together over Skype doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where you start paying. But there's a lot of resources I provide to just get you to understand what's the basics that you can be doing. And when you're ready to take it to the next level, of course, my, my products are there for you. So how, how, how do people get in touch with you? How do we sign up for the five-day challenge? How do, how yes. do we get started? Absolutely. So the best thing I could do is I'd love to give your um, listeners and viewers a seven deadly sins of generating referrals. And let me tell you, number one, Terry, can you guess what the number one thing is you don't do when generating referrals is? Do not pay for it. Well, it's actually do not ask. Do not ask. The number three is do not pay. (laughs) Do do, do not ask, do not pay. Right. So it's the seven deadly sins of generating referrals. It's the no-nos. I'd love to give that to your listeners. I'll put it on a special page just for your listeners. And included on that page will also be the link to sign up for the wait list for the next five-day challenge. And then also it'll be, I have a free Facebook group called Referrals Without Asking Them Anyone Can Join. Um, And I'll put that link on there as well. But I'll put it at Growth by Referrals dot com forward slash get you some so it'll be on that link for your listeners they know your show your your viewers they know your show just go to that link and they'll have all that information there they can just get access to those things for free growth by referrals dot com slash get you some with Stacy Brown Randall. Stacy, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show. I appreciate you having you. You're a, you're a bundle of energy and uh, <laughs> any any hate mail I get because of the bird doll thing I'm going to be forwarding on to you. Just forward it on to me, and I'll happily help those folks unpack their rationale. Thanks, Stacey. Have a great day. <laughs> Thanks, Terry. Bye-bye. Bye. The Getcha Some Radio Show. Yum, yum, getcha some. Getcha get some. some. Thanks, Stacey. That was absolutely fantastic. I had, a, I had a blast doing that. Loved everything that Stacey said, and it all ties in pretty good with what we got coming up next week on the Get You Some Radio Show. Stacey spent, the week, spent the, today's show talking about getting more referrals. My guest next week is going to talk about becoming referral ready. Steve Woodruff is the king of clarity, and, he, and you get more referrals when you have absolute clarity in his what you do how you can help and who you can help so that people know who they need to refer you to. We'll be talking to Steve Woodruff next week on the Get You Some Radio Show about how you can become more referral ready. I'll see you then. Thanks so much. Get You Some Radio. You've been listening to the Get You Some Radio Show. Subscribe today at terrylancaster.tv to hear more episodes, win valuable cash and prizes, and get free training to help you create an army of buyers who know, like, and trust you before they've ever even met you. It's a big, wide world, boys and girls. Get out there and get you some.